Thanks for being with us. Well, for the next half hour, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and the impact on the Metro Vancouver real estate market because there have been some changes, some very noticeable changes when it comes to real estate. And I'm being, I've been getting a lot of questions. So in a few moments, we're going to open up the phone lines as well. Uh, but first, let's bring on my guest, John Carlson. He is with 2% West Coast Realty and joins us on the line. Thanks so much for being with us. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. Uh, So first off, has anything closed or because of what's happening with COVID-19, is there any part of the real estate process that people can no longer do or complete? No, that was my concern a number of weeks back that, uh, you know, we might have a shutdown. But the shelter industry, which includes uh, real estate agents and uh, lawyers, notaries, property managers, that sort of thing, we've been declared an essential service. So as long as we follow the, um, the social distancing guidelines, we are permitted to continue working. Now, there are some changes, but we're still in business. All right. So how do you, how, what has changed then as far as continuing to do that type of business and having to be physically distanced? Well, I mean, in our industry, it's very much a people industry. So contact with others is, is a big part of it. Uh, part of the social distancing measures uh, regarding real estate have to do with, you know, first of all, explaining to people the situation if they're not already aware and uh, trying to uh, limit or avoid personal contact wherever possible. In our business, you know, a lot of things can be done over the phone, uh, over computers. Uh, there's paperless transactions. There's all kinds of advising and discussions that can happen without actually meeting people. Uh, but when the time comes and, uh, you know, it is necessary to maybe take a look at a house or show a property, uh, there are, of course, guidelines that we're following to make sure that, you know, first and foremost, we keep our clients safe, our families safe, and the community safe. Uh, because one of the first things that seemed to change was open houses and viewings going to appointment only. Yes, there was, uh, you know, quite a buzz uh, for a while where when this issue became widely known and, and there were some open houses advertised, uh, you know, the real estate board does not really have the power to outright ban uh, an open house because, you know, the listing agreement is an agreement between an agent and the client. But uh, for all intents and purposes, open houses are pretty much dead because they don't make a lot of sense and they just, uh, you know, involve too much risk. And I wonder, too, has that actually made it in that open houses, oftentimes there are a lot of uh, looky-loos, people that maybe aren't seriously considering they want to see a neighbor's place or they're just interested in seeing a place. Has it made it so the people who are now making appointments and going to look at properties are all serious buyers? Yes, that definitely is, you know, part of the intention. Um, you know, as agents, we've always had a duty to try to screen uh, potential viewers of, of our properties and, and make sure, first of all, that they're qualified and maybe weed out any um, any objections or any insufficiencies that might lead someone to say, no, this property's not for me. But especially now, um, you know, it's very important for us to, um, to try to make sure that we're dealing with Uh, the right kind of clients when it comes to viewings. I like to think of, you know, there's two different kinds. There's the discretionary type buyers or sellers who are thinking, you know, maybe we'll enter the market, but we don't have to. But then there are those that are really committed. Maybe they've sold a house or maybe there's a transfer or, you know, another reason that makes it very necessary for them to potentially take a look at properties and write an offer on a property. So we're always screening. But right now, I mean, I'm finding when I make a request for a viewing, and I'm not getting that many, um, but that some sellers are asking to, uh, you know, for questionnaires. Have your clients been out of the country in 14 days, or have they shown any signs of illness, or is anyone in their household ill? I've even had requests where um, a potential seller has asked to see a, a letter from the lender saying that these people are qualified. So mm. it makes sense. I think everyone is in protective mode right now, and uh, yeah, there are extra questions and extra screening that has to happen. And quite frankly. 
I would discourage anyone who is, uh, you know, more in line of a tire kicker kind of thing, looking at properties until this whole thing settles over. But there are serious buyers out there that, that need to have access to properties. And uh, for those people, we usually try to, you know, FaceTime or uh, three-dimensional tours, and it's nice to try to show a property to someone online before they even step in the door. But when they come in the door, we're being very cautious. I ask sellers to leave lights on. Uh, I don't want uh, us to be touching, you know, thing more than we have to. Um, we wear gloves and masks and, um, you know, make sure that we're doing everything in accordance with the guidelines. And, and I was even hearing of places, because you're right, some people were questioning why is this an essential service, but you're right, to given, especially at, in the beginning when these rules started coming in and the state of emergency was declared, uh, there were people that have sold properties that uh, still need to buy a new home and uh, were planning on doing that. Um, I'm hearing from people, though, even little things like you leave every light on in your house before you go out, you'd make it so when somebody does view your property, they don't actually have to touch anything. That's, that's exactly right. There's no point in having, uh, you know, before as an agent, I would get the message, hey, you know, turn on the lights when you get there, turn them all off, accept this one, leave the front one on. Nowadays, you know, I, I make sure to broach this subject if the other party doesn't, that, hey, please leave the lights on. I can have access with a key. I'll wipe down the key when I'm finished. I'll wipe down the doorknob. But I don't want to be turning on and off lights and making a difficult job for the seller once we get home. Uh, once they get home to, you know, have to wipe everything down. So, yeah, minimizing risk is, is the name of the game right now. Uh, what about other services that come into place as far as uh, getting a home inspector and other jobs that uh, that are needed? In that I'm hearing that some inspectors are still working, some are choosing not to work. Uh, what are you seeing, them th- seeing there? Just like any other industry, you're absolutely right. Inspectors, um, some of them are just saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not working right now. Um, I recently worked with some clients who sold in Abbotsford and bought a house in Mission, and their inspector was okay, but his requirement was that, hey, I will only look at vacant properties. I don't want to go into a house where, uh, you know, somebody is currently residing, So, and I understand that. Others are a little bit more open to uh, going into a house that is occupied, but generally what I request is, you know, hey, maybe an hour or two prior to the viewing, could you maybe leave the property um, I might get there early with permission and open up the doors and air things out a little bit to make sure that you know we're as safe as we possibly can be. But um, inspectors, like all of us, are, are concerned about uh, staying healthy and flattening the curve. Lawyers as well. That's another, you know, lawyers or notaries. Uh, as, a, as a real estate agent, I can write a contract and take a deposit, but I cannot execute that contract. It has to go to a lawyer or a notary. And one of the other big changes in the industry is that uh, um, it has now become allowable for um, for lawyers to um, not meet the client in order to work with the land title office and convey title. Uh, nowadays, um, and this is relatively recent within, say, the last, last few weeks, uh, the Land Title and Survey Authority is now allowing remote witnessing of affidavits for land title applications. So you don't necessarily need to step in the door of a lawyer's office to uh, complete a transaction anymore. So there's another change that's uh, helping us continue working safely. We are continuing. My guest is John Carlson. He is with 2% West Coast Realty, and John has agreed to stay with us to the bottom of the hour. If you have any real estate questions, as real estate transactions are continuing, I wouldn't say as normal. Nothing is as normal right now, but they are still continuing with some changes. So if you have a question, by all means, give us a call, star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898 or 1-877-399-9898. And let's go we do have a caller on the line. Let's go to Tim. Tim, do you have a question about real estate? 
Uh, yeah, um, you'll direct it if I if it's irrelevant, and it has to do with this. The uh, Professor Croydon that your colleague talked about mentioned about the national housing strategy that this country used to have. I remember it, and then of course it got cut very quickly. I'd like to know your guest's opinion whether the real estate industry would support a bringing back of the national housing strategy. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, referring, I think that was uh, Professor Patrick Condon, who uh, we uh, had some clips of him earlier on in the program. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I don't have any particular insights on that, unfortunately, Tim. But uh, if you'd like to leave your contact info uh, with me, I can follow up with you after the program. All right. Uh, Tim has uh, disconnected. Hopefully uh, he heard that. He can always give us a call back if he would like. Um, John, what about the numbers as far as uh, housing sales and numbers? So where are we? I know there's been some comparison looking at even in the last month uh, compared to this time last year or the year before. It's just rapid change like everything else, Jill. Um, you know, at, towards the end of last year, we were enjoying a time in the market where confidence had come back and uh, the market was really on the upswing. In uh, you know February and the first week or two of March, the numbers were very strong compared to the year previous, um, and I knew that uh, there was a lot of new listings about to hit the market. But um, I would suggest that uh, the numbers in the second half of March and the numbers that we're going to look at in April are going to be um, completely different. Um, I do a lot of social networking with other agents, and I follow the sales in the greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley areas. And it seems to me that uh, you know there are still sales happening. Um, kind of one-offs, hit and miss here and there. But uh, when I look back, it looks like the sales really dropped off about two weeks ago. Um, and when I look at any particular segment uh, in terms of what is actually selling on the market, there are very few sales uh, since, say, around March 20th or March 25th. I think that we're going to continue with that slow period where a lot of people who may be concerned about their employment or their health, or they're just not sure if it's the right time to enter the market, those buyers are going to sit back and wait and see what happens. Uh, which makes sense uh, completely. What do you think that's going to do to prices? Well, I think that prices, uh, right now we're in a pause situation, so I, I don't necessarily know that prices have dropped yet, but I think that it's, it's inevitable that prices will be reduced in our area. Uh, you know, this is a supply and demand industry. If you look at the employment figures uh, right now I, and, and what's projected to happen, it's probably going to be the highest unemployment uh, rate in a generation. Uh, I also know that the, the banks are starting to hedge their bets a little bit, so the interest rates are popping up a little bit to maybe um, protect them from any future bankruptcies or foreclosures. So um, my feeling is, you know, had you asked me this a month ago, a month and a half ago, I would have said, you know what, we're primed for a comeback in the market. Prices are on the way up. The su- supply and demand uh, figures show that, you know, we're, we're moving upward. But right now, like everybody else, I'm waiting to see what happens and what the economic fallout is going to be. But I don't see a scenario uh, in the near future where prices are going to, to go up. In fact, I think they're a little bit vulnerable and we're going to have to wait and see what happens. All right. Uh, got an email from a listener. Susan writes, I'd be interested to know if these new measures brought in so things can be done online rather than going into the lawyer's office. So we'll continue once things are back to normal. And I think that's a question that, that a lot of people have, whether it's insuring your car, getting uh, your car insurance renewal or doing these things as far as lawyers visits, uh, the, the visits that generally have been done in person. Uh, do you think there's a chance that will continue? You know, Susan's question is very good. Um, there's always a chance that things will continue because I think on the one hand, if we look at the, the, the intensity of the change that we're facing right now, I think it makes sense that, you know, maybe we'll never go back to quite the same situation that we were at before. 
Um, but I also believe that um, you know lawyers and notaries uh, have a have a legal obligation to make sure they're properly identifying people, and I I have to think that they would prefer to meet clients face to face. So these changes have been you know as you mentioned um, they're they're quite recent, and the situation that we're facing in so many ways continues to evolve. So I don't know how if they will be permanent, but. I would suggest that we're probably leaning towards an era where, you know, and we've been on this trend for years, where more and more will happen online and remotely. And once again, I think it remains to be seen. But that's a great question that uh, Susan asked. And what would your advice be to somebody that was considering, say, even a month ago, they were considering listing their place. Uh, They're still thinking about it, knowing that uh, everything is still happening, albeit a bit differently. What is your advice to people in that scenario? Well, I'd have to know the situation, of course. And once again, I'm going to go back to the two different kinds of potential clients right now. There's the, um, you know, the maybe say, I could do this, I'm discretionary, and then there's the committed people. If you're committed and you need to, uh, you know, buy or sell a property, it can still be done. And I would talk uh, very specifically and very carefully to a potential client like that and make sure he or she understands the environment that we're in and some of the risks, because there are some risks that are very particular to this to this crisis. Um, on the other hand, if it was what I would call a discretionary uh, potential buyer or seller, you know, I think the best thing to do might be to stay out of the market for now, uh, wait and see how things play out. Again, there's, there's employment risks, financing risks, there's health risks. And for someone who doesn't need to be in the market right now, this is just my opinion, just like if you don't need to be in the grocery store, uh, you know, stay home. That's my thought. All right. And do you anticipate there'll be any more changes? Like you said, it was deemed an essential service. Are you thinking that could change? Well, I'm not thinking that right now, uh, again, because people do need a place, uh, you know, to live. And, uh, you know, property managers, for instance, I mean, uh, you know, I've got a friend uh, at Profile Properties. I was just speaking to him this morning. His name's Mark Guitar, good, good guy. And, you know, they're facing challenges where, you know, tenants are looking for properties and some landlords are, are kind of hesitant to even open up their properties for people to see and vice versa. So uh, in terms of the real estate business itself, I don't see, you know, that status changing unless we were to reach a drastic situation where everybody was on lockdown. Um, There's a reason that it's an essential service. It doesn't mean we're important people. It just means that the business that we do is necessary for enough people that we need to continue doing it in the most careful way that we can. All right. We'll leave it there. John, thanks so much. Good to chat with you. Thank you very much. John Carlson is with 2% to West Coast Realty. If you thought of a question or you didn't get it through, you want to send me an email, uh, by all means uh, still do. You can still do that. Jill at cknw.com.